Here we go, episode 16 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you today. I almost said your name wrong just now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. After oh, all, oh. All, the, all these years. Almost, almost slipped up. Lots to get to. Really good episode here for you today. We're going to start, we want to start off with the baseball, right? I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry I had to, no, sorry I had to it's, ask no, you. No, it's been a good day. Yeah, you know, a little tired. I haven't been with you for four hours now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, no, I know get, it, get on with it. I, I know you're doing good. All right, so we want to start off here with baseball. There's a lot of lots to get to with baseball. Obviously, Major League Baseball last week had sent out a memo to the owners, the players, saying that you can't use any illegal substances, foreign substances, sticky stuff, as people like to talk, people like to call it. And they're cracking down, finally. I mean, it's been around for God knows how long, and it's very controversial. Well, now they're starting to crack down on it, and players like Tyler Glasnow and Garrett Cole are complaining about the timing of it, which, in my opinion, is rightfully so. Uh, we know the way Major League Baseball has handled certain things, and they don't really do it exactly at the right moments and with the right intentions. So that's why we have this situation that we have right now. Me and you are going to disagree a little bit here. We are going to agree on agree on one thing: the timing is terrible. The way that they did this was it's wrong. It's not fair to the players. And they shouldn't have just... Th- like, this is a major rule change. Yes, it's it's illegal. I am with Major League Baseball in saying that it's illegal. And that they should not be using anything to doctor the baseball. But what they do when they change, when they, you know, make changes to the baseball, you know, deaden it, juice it up, that's also wrong. And when they are sneaky about things, Major League Baseball is wrong here. And they've swept this under the rug for so long and they're finally coming out now in in the middle of the season that that's wrong yeah it's been like this way for years and it keeps getting worse and worse with the relationship between the players and um the owners you know the union and the owners whatever you want to call it um manfred i mean like listen it's not all on him he's got other people he works with he's got pressure on him from the owners but and, and maybe some of the blame has to go on the union too and tony perez and the representatives for the union but this relationship it's causing problems and more problems we saw it last year with the uh negotiations for the season and prorated salaries we're probably we're not probably we're definitely going to see it this offseason when they well, they're going to negotiate the new cba they're going to strike who knows yeah exactly who knows what's going to happen with that so it's not good and it's not helping the game at all and now you have this controversial topic that's going on and tyler glasnow made some good points and I think he's got a serious beef with Major League Baseball. See, and I don't. Tyler Glass now is claiming... Tyler Glass now is going on the IL. He's on the 60-day IL. He may need Tommy John surgery. He might not pitch again until 2023. He has a slightly torn UCL. You can pitch through it with therapy. But a lot of the times you do go and get the Tommy John to repair it. Seth Lugo is pitching with it right now. Tanaka pitched Tanaka, with it. Yeah. His whole career, really, with the Yankees, most of it, it was like his first or second year, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it was his second year he got it. And Tanaka didn't believe in surgery, so he didn't get it. So Tyler Glass now is saying that he would use sunscreen and rosin to get a better grip on the baseball. And in his last start, was it the two starts ago or his last start? It was two starts ago. Two starts ago. He had a very good start, but he had said that he had to grip the baseball a lot tighter to get a lot of movement. And it was, you know, obviously not using the sub- substances. It was, you know, more difficult to do it. And he says that led to him tearing his UCL. He had started on Monday or Tuesday in Chicago. And he pitched, you know, all right. wasn't great. Left the game in the fourth. But he's blaming it on Major League Baseball, basically, not letting him use it. And he's right in a sense where, yes, you shouldn't have done it in the middle of the season. But I don't know if that's... The- a direct cause to this injury um i think it could be a case of a coincidence and bad timing but like he said he talked to doctors and they said this is a serious risk that mlb isn't talking about and were they right you know this makes them look like they were right we'll see what else happens um he said in his interview he said 
do it in the offseason, give us a chance to adjust to it, but I just threw 80 innings, then you tell me I can't use anything in the middle of the year. I have to change everything I've been doing the entire season. I'm telling you, I truly believe that's why I got hurt. So, is he going on a bit of a tangent here? Yes, but clearly this is a matter of he's very frustrated with Major League Baseball, and so are guys like Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole. Um, and I also think I want to touch on an interesting point that he said was that when he said um, your favorite pitcher has probably used a sticky substance, some sort of illegal substance. So, you know, he's kind of uh, letting it out of the bag that a lot of these guys have been using it. And I don't think that's much of a surprise because like we talked about before the show, there's that whole gray area thing. Like I said, you're not speeding until you get pulled over. So you keep pushing those barriers, pushing those barriers, using the the sunscreen. Sunscreen and rosin's been around forever. Yeah. It's the spider tech that's real that's making them crack down on it now. Um, but apparently, as Glasnow said in his interview, spider tech and sunscreen and rosin have the same effect. Um, and he also they also asked the union, what do you think about sunscreen and rosin? The union, the play, the the hitters in the players union said go ahead and use it so it's this whole situation like nobody's on the same page you would think the hitters would be against it nobody's not like nobody's on the same page half the union half of it split the hitters are for it right the hitters are for no substances they are they they want a level playing field and i'm with them this is Trevor May before his no, YouTube No, but that's channel. what I was just saying. The hitters... About the rosin and the, the sunscreen. The rosin and sunscreen. The okay, hitters that go ahead and you... Maybe not the spider tech, one, that's but... one thing. Like I said, they said it has like nearly the same effect, so I don't know why they would be for sunscreen and rosin and not for spider tech. Listen, you know, you know what I hear? I hear three people that have been cheating, cr- complaining. Quit crying. Yeah, You're but cheating. I, th- I think their point is they're the best pitchers. In, like These are the best pitchers that have been involved in this, like... These three guys are easily top 10 pitchers in the league. And I think they're kind of frustrated that this has been put all on them. And they're kind of being like the spokesman saying like, A, it's over half the league. And B, Major League Baseball is like kind of using them to make them look bad. And they just want to, I guess, even the plane. Whatever. I don't even know what Major League's intention, Major League Baseball's intentions are. I really don't know because I think I think this also has to do with they deadened the baseball and that made them look bad. So now they're trying to like fix it by covering up for themselves and throwing this whole uh, foreign substance thing on the pitchers. They should have done this a while ago. This is from Trevor Trevor May's YouTube channel. Actually, there's a couple of quotes I want to read here. One issue I constantly have with MLB and how they handle issues is whenever they have the opportunity to just roundhouse kick players under the bus. They do it as soon as they can. He's right, 100%. This is one that I thought was very interesting. And by the way, Trevor May has admitted to dabbling with sticky substances. It didn't work for him. He didn't like it. He likes the ball dry, so he didn't. It was He was just practicing with it and whatever. It was when he was with Minnesota. But he said this. He says, it does exist, but it's not even close to as big of a deal as people have made it out to be. It turned out to be a PR problem and choosing to take drastic action out of nowhere so that's one pitcher saying it's not as big as a deal big of a deal as you actually think it is but in the at the end of the day it's a massive story i think the the story that's even worse is did you see what carlos rodon said he goes i just find it hilarious how the mlb is giving out 10 game suspensions to guys that are using uh sticky substances but they didn't hand out a single suspension to anyone on the Astros, which is literally, like, that is a phenomenal point. He's right, but, I mean, it's a 10-game suspension with pay. I mean, come on. Like, they just don't do anything right. Like, you want to completely get rid of this? How the hell is it a suspension with pay? Like, what the, What are they doing? So, you suspend them, and they said you can't, the team cannot replace the, that player on the roster. Like, you'll just have to go with a 25-man roster. Right. But they're still paying them. Like, okay. But then you, you see... A team with actual evidence of them cheating and getting this whole scheme together, and you don't strip the title, and none of the, the all the players get to save face and don't get any suspension. So, they they just don't know how to operate. They half-assed it. They completely mm-hmm. half-assed it. They said we're gonna punish players, but in the end, you're 
barely punishing yeah. players. But Nick Castellanos will get suspended for not even throwing a single punch, just like causing an altercation in a game with the Cardinals. They, oh they do everything backwards. It's such a great sport, and people look at it, and there's so, so many dirty things. There's so many sneaky things that they do, whether it's rules, whether it's setting the baseball, whether it's this, whether it's that. They just do so many things that do not make them look good. And that's why Rob Manfred might may go down as one of the worst commissioners yeah. in baseball history. And you know, you know, I'm going to defend Garrett Cole uh, as a Yankee fan, but he's such a smart guy, and he's really just a, a great guy, smart guy, well spoken. But in the PR side of things, sometimes like that. Obviously, we know how bad that interview was that started this whole thing when the guy asked him if he used spider tech and he basically was speechless. Yeah. Um, and then again, his comments, uh, what was it, last night or early uh, on Thursday, whatever it was? It was last night. Wednesday night, he gave the interview and he was just like, the way he delivered it, he was trying to tell the MLB, now you got guys worried about getting hurt, and you do this in the middle of the season. Like, give the guys the chance to like readjust. He was like, talk to us, like communicate with. But us. the way he portrayed it was, he was kind of like, "Boo hoo, poor me," and like, just kind of like a upset, feel, ba- feel bad, feel bad for, for me. me kind of a thing. But in the end, nobody's really gonna feel bad for you yeah. because in the end, you're you're cheating, right? You, don't turn around. We got some fans over here. Oh God, who? Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, Billy, and Blindo. Oh my God, idiots! I mean, you can't really. I don't feel bad for them in the sense that they're cheating. Like I don't. I can't. I'm sorry. Right. I can't. I know you're gonna stay on the side of of Garrett Cole here, and yeah, it's not as big of a deal, obviously, as you know, stealing signs. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna flip out and, and feel bad for Tyler Glass now here. I'm not. No. I mean. Sucks that he got hurt. I love Tyler Glass sucks, now. Yes, sucks that he got hurt. I understand you're not going to go out and feel bad for him because at the end of the day, he is cheating. But like I said, the MLB has let so many things go with this whole gray area and stuff like that. It, it's tough to get on the guy and, you know, shame him for doing these things when it's been swept under the rug and let go for all these years. They should have done something about it a while ago. Especially he wasn't using the spider tech. No. He, he wasn't even using, he was using sunscreen and rosin, which, like I said, that's been around forever. Listen, we can, you can't even think about, like, if you go back in time, right, you can't tell who used it and who hasn't. You, you go back in time, you can't tell who's used steroids no. and who hasn't. You know, that's why everything's just, baseball is, like, it's so sketchy. Like, I love baseball to death, but there are so many things that are kind of wrong. Right. And... All these things are put little stains on the game. And like you said, we, we love baseball so much. But I said this last night. Like, I think my interest in baseball this year has gone down from like 100 to 99% because of all this crap that's been going on. Like, even my knowledge of around the league, like I'm usually a nut with stats and standings and everything like that. But all these stupid stories and the dead baseballs and the... the, the the sticky substances and the way the MLB is run and the CBA next year and all this, even going back to, like I said, that prorated salaries thing, it's made it a little less interesting and more annoying. And it's going to, it's going to draw away some people. They keep shooting themselves in the foot. I'm, They've been I'm doing not it for lo- years. I'm not looking forward to that. No, I'm like not really not looking forward to that. Like, you know how annoying it was when they were negotiating that prorated season. I've heard, I heard people say like, enjoy this season because they might not be playing baseball next year. I imagine. And and for a sport that is dying, I, I, I wouldn't say dying, a sport that is not as popular, a sport that tries to do everything to make right. themselves, you know, more marketable. They Actually, no, they don't do that. They I'm really sorry. don't have the momentum that these other sports have right now. They don't do a lot of things marketing-wise because, nope, if Mike Trout walked into a you exactly. know cafe in, in New York exactly. City, nobody's going to realize who it is. But they need to do a better job of that. But... For a sport that, in the public per- perception, is not as big, this is not going to be a right. good look. If now, now I understand why they have a little more trouble getting themselves out there on the national level, like guys like Mike Trout, because I think baseball is a really um, team. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like they're they're very they're not a national type of sport. Everybody's got their own little market for each team because. 
teams have their own TV networks. Um, t- there's no there's no MB- MLB Red Zone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's 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 more concentrated markets for their own cities. So I understand that. And then you have the there's no salary cap, so some teams are spending way more than others. And you have your small market teams, your big market teams. So there's a lot of distinct things that separate these teams and makes it harder to. Uh, get guys, expose them on the national level, expose the teams on the national level. But I still, I agree with you. I think the the MLB app sucks. I got to, like I complained, I think it's it was not the, terrible. I think it was the first episode of the show. I got to watch all these ads. Every single video comes with an ad. And, ha- and the thing glitches out. My app crashes once in a while. Like, it's it's just bad. Maybe, and I know it's not my phone because I've had it on previous phones too. Maybe, maybe... Because they know you're smooching off my MLB TV. Oh, yeah. that's That, that might be yeah. it. My, I have no problem. Like, when I want to go watch MLB TV. Right. I don't have a problem. Yeah, no. MLB TV isn't bad. MLB TV is actually The videos actually haven't been bad yeah. either. No, that, I'm, I'm against you here. This season, they've been good. They've actually been good this season. I disagree. The MLB TV has been good. The app sucks. The app has been good. No, the app sucks. No, the app has been good. I, I'm on the app. That's probably one of my most used apps other than social media. The app, okay, like the game day part of it, when you see the pitches coming in and everything. Oh, I love the that's game a, day That's part. a good part. The stats, the standings, that those are all good things. But the videos, that's what I go on for. The, now I, I just go on to Twitter now and, and look it up. I'll look up Judge that's Home so much Run easier. and watch it on Twitter. It's so much easier. Your team most likely is posting that right away. Yeah. Or Yes Network or like SMY. Or some rando on Twitter. By the way, we brought up the regional networks. Michael K, Gary Cohen, you know, these guys, none of them are really back on the road yet. No. Which is It's terrible. It's a joke. ESPN's going back July like the weekend of Ju- like the first weekend of July. Fox is back. Like the Fox national teams, they're back. Right. They got to get the regional networks back. It's such a joke. Yeah, I feel do. so bad for these guys trying to call a game off of a TV monitor. They do. You're right. It's terrible. Especially John Sterling. Well, no. He's a lost cause. Nothing's yeah. going to help that guy at this point. He's he's a legend, but get the hell out, please. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Howie well, Rose. Listen, Howie Rose is great, but that the AM radio quality is just... Yeah, no, I'm with. It's I'm, brutal. It I'm sounds like it sounds like he's talking into a Pringles can. I'm with you there, 100. percent You want to talk about our teams? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll touch on the give a little update. Uh, Yankees. Yankees got me feeling a little better. Yeah, they sweep the Blue Jays here, scoring some runs, win eight four today. Uh, who pitched today? Michael King. Michael King pitched. Yankees yes. turned a wild triple play. Very yeah. You, you remember the numbers? <sighs> one. It was a one three two six five six. No, one three two six two five six triple play. Impressive. Yeah. Impressively bad by the Blue Jays. Yeah, bad, I mean, bad is... base running by Semyon. Go even watch worse the... base running by Bichette. Go watch the video if you can. Mm-hmm. Go on the MLB app. You, I'm sure it'll work perfectly for you. Right. Yes. Yeah. It'll work I can't even. Well expl- I yeah. can't even explain. It was like a dribble. It was second and third. Guerrero was up. Nobody out. He had a dribbler to King. He got Guerrero out at first. Simeon, who was on third, tried to come home, got him in a pickle, yeah. got him, and then they ended up getting Bichette, who tried to go to third. Right. It was a triple play. It was crazy. So, yeah, the bats are waking up. Gary Sanchez is hot. Stanton hit a home run today, which, you know, we, we had talked about, you know, the Yankees not believing in hot and cold, I think, last right. week. And, and Stanton was getting hot. And then they didn't play him all weekend yeah. because, you know, he can't play left field. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll, he's, he'll he's, get he's hurt useless. if he plays left field. Right. So... Hopefully he's getting hot again. Yeah. And oh, jo- Urshela looked like on fire tonight. Urshela I mean, looked very good. He had that foul home run, which would have given him his fourth hit of the game and his second home run, but it just went foul. Nice test against the first place team, though, this weekend. The A's are coming to town. And are the Yankees going full capacity? I know. Um, I'm not sure. I know the A's are on a six-game win streak, though. Yeah, did they play tonight? No, they didn't play tonight. I don't think they did. So that'll be a fun series. The Mets are going back to full capacity. On next week, on Monday, the forty-one thousand people in the stands. Very nice. I'm, I'm guess the Yankees never went back. The Yankees have had ten thousand people, I think, still. Yeah. I don't. The Mets did this thirty-five thousand or thirty-something thousand for like a week, and now that they did that, I didn't even know. Yeah, because the first game I went to how many, was thirty thousand. How many were there when you went last night? Uh. Not a, maybe like fifteen twenty thousand. It wasn't crazy okay. Wednesday night, you know. 
No. They, they, do they have like seats roped off still? No. Nothing's roped so off Yankees at this just point. Do that, I guess. But the, again, the Mets just did that. The Mets just went to like 30,000 people. Like right. 75% of the stadium is vaccinated. Right. Uh, they just went to that last Friday. Right. But now they're full full capacity Monday. So I'm guessing, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm guessing the Yankees are back to that though. But that'll be nice. They'll have uh, for a first place team coming up. That'll be good. That is good. And then, uh, how, what are we, like a month away from the All-Star game now? Yeah, I can't wait for the All-Star I know. game. I, run l- derby. I love... All right, give me, give me your give me your dream home run derby, right? Give me four guys in the AL you want to see in the home run derby. Guerrero, yep. Judge. You want to see Judge back? Yeah. I want to see Otani. Oh, yeah. I'll, I really want to see I'll throw Otani in there. Yeah, I want Judge. I want uh, one more guy. One more guy. I kind of want to see Jordan Alvarez. Mm, that's a good that's, pick. That's kinky, I right? like that. Maybe like uh, maybe a Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox. Maybe like uh, Rafael Devers or somebody uh, like that. I don't know. You know there's going to be that one like random dude in the home run derby. It happens every like single Alex year. Verdugo like Alex Verdugo or somebody. Yeah, yeah, just like going to the back. Like I remember Jock Peterson was in it one year. Yeah, Jesus Aguilar was in it one year. Marcus like, Simeon. Marcus Simeon. Yeah, like you've had some. Rant. He was in the home run derby. Marcus Simeon. No, I'm just saying. Like oh, he, he, he would be like, one yeah. of those guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. The NL obviously Alonzo will be in it. Yep. Go defend his title. Well, not obviously. No, he said he was. Jesse Winker. That that would be nice if Jesse Winker was in it. I yes, I hate and Jesse. I hate Jesse Winker, but yes, I don't. I don't know. Cassianos doesn't have as many home runs, right? But I think what is he? He's got what fifteen or something like that. I want to see Acuna. Oh my god! And Tatis. Acuna oh my tanks. god! Acuna, Tatis, Alonzo, Winker. Yeah. And then you got. Are we forgetting anybody like crucial right now? Bell Bellinger, I mean, he's hurt. No. I think he's been in it. Yeah, he's been in it before, too. No, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody big. That would be my dream scenario, home run derby. No Pittsburgh Pirates players you want to see in there? Oh, maybe Adam Frazier yeah, with his two Adam home Frazier. runs. Yeah. Why is Adam Frazier getting love for the All-Star game? I don't know. Well, why is that? Why is that a thing? It's a popularity contest, though. Even if you're a guy who's, like, right there, but there's a guy that's slightly better than you, but you're way more popular than the guy in front of you, you're going to get in, like, uh, as a starter. Like, Ozzy Albies. Oh, that's right. He's He's, he's, he's just got to do, he's just got to do okay. Because all the casuals that go on MLB at bat and vote for these players see, oh, Ozzy Albies, that's a game, a, a name I recognize. It should actually be Ryan McMahon. Yeah. Well. That's who it should be. Uh, I haven't checked the stats since I voted, like, in, like, a week. He's a, he's, they've gone down a little bit. I know yeah. that, but still. I know Chris Bryant might be giving up his all-star start at third base. He's so been slumping hard. I don't know. Arenado's actually having a good year. Arenado is having a good yeah. year. I'm not, not surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised. Solid year offensively. Obviously great defensively. And he's got, like, his wars in the twos. Like, he's having a good year. Yeah. I, I You could definitely throw Arenado in there. Um, I'm trying to see if we're forgetting somebody else to go in the derby. I don't think so, though. Juan Soto? Is he healthy? He's just having a bad year. Juan Soto, listen, you want to call me wrong about something, yeah. I'll take the L on that. I mean, he's still going to be like potential Hall of Famer, but this year is, he's just been off. Listen, I was calling him Ted Williams. Well, so did Ken Rosenthal, right? No, that or was... Jeff Passan, um, somebody. That was... Oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Jim Bowden, I think. Yeah. I read him on the episode. You know, his numbers are up, Soto. Those, he's actually not doing terrible anymore. No, he's not. He's, yeah, they're. I mean, they're up a little. I mean, he's got an eight nineteen OPS right. compared to the eleven hundred OPS he had last year. Well, he's season. still walking like crazy. Metsy's three out of four against the Cubs. Can't complain. Can't complain about that. Five and two on the homestand against the Padres and the Cubs. Definitely can't complain about that. Uh, they're gonna play a tough stretch here. Let me re- let me read it to you. So they're gonna play four this weekend, okay, in Washington. Doubleheader Saturday. Then they're going to come home. They're going to play the Braves. Doubleheader Monday. All right. This is what you said. They're playing like a bunch of games in a short amount of time. They got a day off Thursday. And then four starting Friday against the Phillies. Oof. We're going we're gonna to see what... Listen, what, this is... if the Met, this, They're going to be battle-tested right now. They want to prove they're the, the alpha team in the NL East. And they're a playoff possible World Series contender. 
This is where you show up right now. They got to show up here. They're twenty and seven at home. They have they have the best home record in baseball. So, listen, keep it up. You got you know eight of these games at home. Go take care of business in Washington and and come here out of this whatever it is. How many games is it? Four, four twelve game stretch yeah. here. Well, you got to be that good at home with the smell of Shake Shack in the air. I mean, how could that not get you had, fired up? I had a – let me show you this picture. I had a Pat Lafrida's steak sandwich, but, like, it took them, like, five minutes to make. Well, I mean, they, it was, like, fresh. They, they took care of it? They took care of me last night. Look at this thing. Cheese just melted. It was burning hot. You know how much that thing cost? Uh, just the sandwich or you got a – Just the Sammy. 15. 20. Jeez. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-five. Dude, it's worth it, though. You get a lot of things for twenty bucks. Jesus. Not at City Field. Not at City Field, but I'm. That's what's yeah. Kidding me? I I wanted a thing. Uh, you know, my favorite thing on this planet, the the Nathan's fries. Did you use? You get the helmet ice cream? No. You know why? No, no, no. no. Let me tell you why. The line for Mister Softy is like a three inning line. Oh my God! Really? It's that bad. And you know what? Listen. These people haven't worked in a while. The crowds are big, bigger right. than they've seen in a year and a half. Right. These people rusty. are terrible at their jobs. I mean, they just move at a snail's pace. <laughs> like, like there's not a baseball game going right. on that I want to go no, see. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, I came I came to City Field to stand in line for three innings and get just to get a thing of ice cream. They got one. Yeah, they exactly. They got one person working the register. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, Steve Cohen's being cheap and... Isn't paying these people enough? No, he's he paid them. He paid them through the pandemic. They just they're just getting lazy on him, I guess. Nah. So I was at the game on Wednesday night, in which Degrom left in the third inning. He oh sh- yeah, you know we didn't talk about. It. Let's let's let's. Yeah, we gotta get to Degrom. Let's here. talk about Degrom. He struck out. He faced the order, and he faced nine guys. He struck out eight of them, but he came out after three innings. He had right shoulder soreness. So that's the third injury. So the first injury in which he went on the IL for was his right side, like lat area. And he said he did that swinging. He was swinging a bat. He swung too hard. That, it seems to be fine. DH. Not when you have the best hitting pitchers in the league. (laughs) Um, Then, the other night, what was that? Friday night against the Padres. So last week, he came out of the game after six innings with right, Oh, God, right flexor tendonitis. Yes. That was in his elbow. And they went through tests. They got MRIs. He said he felt fine. He was good to go. So they started him Wednesday night against the Cubs. He comes out of the game with right shoulder tightness. So it's three different injuries. They don't think it's connected. And so you think, okay, he's been through a lot, banged up, didn't have a lot of innings last season. Last he's season, the best yeah. pitcher in the world. Shut him down for two weeks. He's I'm, out there yeah. throwing today. No, nothing wrong. Like, there's a point, like, like, as a Mets fan, I'm sitting here saying, we need this guy in October. Right. Just calm down. Like, we'll be, we'll get through these stretch of these division games. Right. We'll be fine. Right. You've been able to survive with whatever you've had. You know, you've had Conforto and McNeil and Alonzo and Nimmo out. You've had all these guys out, um, and you're still in first place. The division is very weak right now. I mean, you have, the Phillies aren't the second place team, and they're a 500 team. Um yeah. You have the rotation depth right now where you have Taiwan Walker and Marcus Stroman are pitching like aces, literally pitching like aces right now. Taiwan Walker looks like he's the, you know, the Greg Maddox to DeGrom's John Smoltz. Yeah. Like he's, it's literally, he looks that good. Or the other way around, whatever, however way you want to put that. Um, So I understand what you're saying. This is, listen, they said they, they're not related to each other. Anytime a guy starts throwing this hard, he's throwing the hardest he has in his career, it does make you a little worried. And I don't want to sound like that and be like super paranoid because you have other instances where a guy like Nathan Yavaldi got Tommy John surgery. He came back all of a sudden he's throwing three miles an hour harder than he ever than he ever has, and he's been healthy for the past like three seasons. That scared the crap out of me. I know. Sirens. I wonder if the mic picked that up. Ran My heart down. just jumped. I know. It sounded like there was like FBI outside and they were about to kick the door down. It ran down. We had people. We had fans out here. So yeah. I was just like making yeah. sure. Um, you're, no, you're exactly right. I actually heard Michael K talking about it today. Listen, this guy's stuff is so good. Okay, where yes, his fastball is great. 
he can throw that fastball at 97 miles an hour and get people yeah. out, right? Like, you, you could say that easily. Mm-hmm. His 90-mile-an-hour slider, his whatever, 90-mile-an-hour changeup that he barely throws. He can even mix in his curveball. He doesn't need the 100 miles an hour on his slider. Take it down a notch. And when you get late in the game or for some reason he's in trouble, yeah, then you pump out the 100. Yeah. But we see all the time DeGrom's throwing, you know, this many pitches over 100 miles an hour. I don't think I've ever bragged about that because right. to, to me, I could care less. And now that it's showing that it's actually hurting him, I don't want to see that anymore. See, it's but it's not like you know when a couple years ago when Syndergaard he was he got like put on like what 10, 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason. Like he was a nut. He looked like literally Thor. Like he looked like a bodybuilder pitching throwing a baseball. Um, and what happened? He tore his lat. Um. But with DeGrom, it's different. Like, he's not a, a, a jacked guy. You know, he's like a normal-looking guy. His mechanics are nothing crazy. It's strict. He doesn't have a crazy motion. It's a very simple motion. So, I wonder if it is a tweak in his mechanics. Honestly, what I think it is is I think we saw a doctor said it. People around the league said it. The shortened season last year, these guys having condition. Listen, the baseball season is already a grind in itself. 162 games, a six-month season, not a lot of days off playing and you, you see you go from cold to hot to cold again in the in, with the seasons um so it, it, it's a grind and it, it's something to condition your body for and not doing that for you know the normal schedule that you do every year skipping a year of that and only pitching a 60 game season i think it affects certain guys i think that's a lot like i think that's a lot of the reason why he's having all these nicks and crannies or whatever but right. it's still obviously worrisome and I, Michael K brought it up with Garrett Cole even. Cole's what? He sits around 95, 96, 97. Yeah. And he pumps 100 when he yeah. needs it. Yeah. Th- like, that should be DeGrom. His stuff is that good that he can sit sit at 97, 98. He's, he's maybe, fine. Yeah, he, maybe he is overthrowing. Because. It's not what, his mechanics, though. He's not going crazy. You don't see him reaching back and, you know, yeah. firing it in there. Like, it is how smooth his mechanics is. And, and, and that's why I think his velocity went up. See, I'm trying to say, like, what would it be that in- increased his velocity? I think it is mechanics. I think he probably tweaked his mechanics a little bit in the offseason because, like I said, he's not this big guy where he's, you know, he's jacked. And he's he's a twig. He looks like Wild Thing, uh, you know, at a, what was that, Major League? Was that Major, Major League? League yeah, Wild Charlie Thing at a Major League. Yeah. He doesn't look like that, you know? He's, he's a normal looking guy. He's not like Chris Sale where he's, you know, you can he's iron, clo- you can iron clothes to, on no, him. He's close to being that skinny. He is. He is. Um, but I think it is mechanical because how else do you get that velocity? Is it is he using sticky stuff and getting more spin? You know, it, like, it it's got to be something. It doesn't raise – that doesn't, like, raise the velocity. Right. It's, but it's got to be something. I don't know what it, I, I has to be mechanics. It has, it, to, it be. has to be. They've they've said it though over the last couple of years. Because I was watching a highlight of him pitch against the Cubs in uh, 2015 in the NLCS. Right. Sitting around 94, 96. Mm-hmm. So it's it's clear it's it's got to be mechanics. But hopefully he's okay because they need him. The Mets again, like we said, they're going to start that crazy stretch of games against first the Nationals, then the Braves, then the Phillies. So, listen, you come out of that, what? That's 12 games coming yeah, and, out of that? and that's within the, the division. So, you could – that could hurt them or you, that can help them You a come lot. out of that 8-4, and four, you're feeling yeah, really, you really good. But I'll take I'll take 7-5. and five. That's tough. I mean, that's really yeah. tough. But uh, McNeil could be back Sunday or Monday, which is huge. Conforto right behind him. Nimmo should start a rehab assignment soon. And I'm upset to see a lot of these guys, you know, possibly head to the bench or even AAA. I mean, Billy McKinney's got to stay. He's been that good. Obviously, VR and Pilar are going to go to the bench. They've been fun. Actually, I don't know if Villar's going to the bench. I think they're going to start him over Davis. Wow, really? He's been... Re- but J.D. He, Davis was raking. He was, but this kid's been... This guy's been so good. He's not right. a kid. He plays great defense. He runs the base as well. He's electric. He's just, he is a very good base runner. Yeah. What is he stole 60, 50, 60 bags in a you season know, before, right? He gets picked off, though. Like, he's really? he's hit or Like, he's like, it's one extreme to the next right. with him. So, that's going to do it. Or a little... Um, for the first segment. For the first segment, right <laughs> around the, the New York area. I mean, nothing really crazy anywhere else. The Cubs looked really good over the weekend. 
lose three out of the four of the Mets. I was excited about them. Giants are still rolling. Giants are rolling. Padres are not. No. Dodgers are getting back to where they should be, looks like. And, yeah, the A's are rolling. The the, the White Sox look like. Unbelievable. Yeah, they look really good. And they're going to get Eloy back. They're going to get Luis Robert back. That's gonna That could be a really, really good team. Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to do a who would you rather segment. We got we picked three players each in baseball, football, and basketball, and we're going to pick who we'd rather have right after this break. We are back. Hardline Sports Talk, episode 16. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you. I'm kind of out of it. I got a, my allergies have been bad, you know. It's not not all that. Again. It's a little hot. Not even that. Last few days, I don't know. I think the heat working in the sun all day, it's yeah. been been knocking me out a little bit. Get a good bit. night's sleep. I'm going to try. You don't I'm, have anything tomorrow morning? I got to be up at like 9.30. All right. Hit I the hay when you get home and yeah, get your I, eight hours in. I'm going to have to try and get my eight hours in. Anyway, enough of me. Let's do a who would you rather segment. So we have players from football, basketball, baseball we've come up with. We are going to ask each other who we would rather have and why. So we're going to start with football. You want to go first or want me to go first? Go ahead. All right, my first one, controversial for sure. Who would you rather have, Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold? Mm. Oh wow, I feel this is weird. I feel like this is like you're talking about my ex right now. I know. Let me specify this. So with the current players, it's like, who would you rather have this upcoming season to go win a game? Right. Okay. That just right now. That. Who yeah. would you rather have right now? Um. Oof. See, I, I always say Donald has more potential than Daniel Jones. I'm going to stick with Donald here. I mean, Daniel Jones, I, I've ripped the guy apart, and it's not like he's put anything on the stat sheets that would make me you know, want to say otherwise. He's Does he still have more turnovers and touchdowns in his career? I think he does. I don't. I don't think he ever had that. Uh, no, I think he did. No, he, he no, didn't. definitely did. He had like twenty fumbles. Anyways, he threw a lot of touchdowns in that first year. Oh, Jones D. That's how you looked him up. Sorry, he had twenty four touchdowns in his first year. He's got thirty five touchdowns and twenty two picks. How many fumbles does he have? Give me a minute. Let me look. I, uh, pro Football Reference is not really the greatest thing here. It's keep not. scrolling. Rushing and receiving. There you go. Fumbles. 29 fumbles. Yeah. So he's got, uh, what is that? 51 fumbles. How many did he lose? How many did he lose? Oh, my God. It's not a turnover if they didn't lose the ball. He still fumbled. But it's not a turnover. Okay, anyways, he's got 51 fumble uh, turnovers, and he's got, plus his rushing touchdowns, he's got 38 touchdowns. So, yeah, that's not good. Um, I mean, Darnold's stats don't pop off the page either, yeah, but he was, he was in a much worse situation than Daniel Jones. We know about that. Um, I'm going to stick with Sam Darnold. He's got the 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 better ceiling. He's got the worst situation around him last picks. year. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Sam. Just off the eye test and my beliefs. Well, if you're going go with the Sam eye Arnold. test like I am, I'm going with Jones. Oh, okay. Uh, that that's yeah. my opinion. He Are you blind? Run. He or? can run. He's cut down on the turnovers, especially oh, last season. Oh, he's really, really cut down. Yeah, he became a game manager basically. Um, he was injured, so um, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking oh, Jones here. Boo hoo. He okay. sh- he showed a lot in that first right, year. Before we get that, he could be a productive player. Anyways, you're a moron. Um, go. I'm also going with quarterbacks. This is for next year: Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert. Wow. You know how I am with Justin Herbert. I'm going with Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be I think he's going to be a t- I don't know if this is crazy to say a top 5 quarterback in the league, you know, whether it's this season year? or it's the year after. I think there's a chance it's next season. They upgraded his offensive line. They got a real head coach there. So they got weapons. They have Keenan Allen. So yeah, I'm going to definitely go Herbert. I think Dak's great. I really do as a Giants fan, even though I hate him. He's a great quarterback. He's very productive, but his stats are great. I'm going with Herbert just because there's more there. You know, there's more. There's much more upside with Herbert. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Herbert's going to be top five yet just because of 
I think he'll have top five numbers, but because of the way the league is so good right now with talent, he won't be a top. There's just too many good quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So I don't see him passing Mahomes, uh, Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, like, and then whoever one you want to throw in there, number five, whether it's Josh Allen or Brady or Lamar or whoever you want to put in there. I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody off the top of my head right now. Um, but I don't know, man. Prescott looked so good last year before he got hurt. Like, that offense was rolling. Very good. And we know how he's a dual-threat quarterback and everything like that. So I think Herbert is that more prototypical quarterback because he's he's six foot four he's got that release he can move that, a little bit he, he can move but Dak's a little Dak's a little shorter but Dak Dak I, oh my god I almost said Zach Dak hat is a little more mobile he's he's he they can both throw from good angles so listen when I made I made this because this was a really good one but I think I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott okay at the end of next season I would not be in the least bit surprised. Justin Herbert's like clearly the better quarterback, but right now, going into next season, going you're into next Dak. season, I'm going to take Dak. Okay. Um. Yeah, you gonna? I'm up. Okay. So this is basketball. This is interesting. I mean, this is really interesting. R.J. Barrett or Ben Simmons? Um, Ben Simmons. I mean, it. It's interesting in the future. But like we said, this is a right now thing. So five years down the road, oof, I might even still go Ben Simmons, but because he's just such a good defender and he's six foot nine or ten or whatever he is, and he can play point guard. But I mean, RJ's got that like superstar potential. But right now, I'm going Ben Simmons. RJ isn't all there yet as a player. Uh, I'm actually not a big Ben Simmons fan because I'm so tired of how many times people would say, oh, wait till he develops a jump shot. Still waiting. Like, you know, good thing he's taking his time. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons now, but five years down the line, I'll probably take RJ. I'm going RJ. Wow, right now? Ben Simmons is this guy that, yes, he's a great defender, and, yes, he's big and plays point guard. And he's he can get to the basket, and he's a great passer. But when I look at the stats, and when I go to the box score after a big game, or just a regular game, and I see up oh, ten points, eleven points. Oh, he went zero for eight from the free throw line tonight. Oh, he did this. Oh, they had to take him out of the game because he can't shoot free throws. Yeah. He's a max player. That guy is a max player, and you have to take him off the floor when there's 20 seconds off because he can't, because they want to just. There's balance. too many max players. Max yes, players but, yes, be, but I'm just saying. No, I know, but I'm saying how many? No, 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 the no. NBA, it's no, all seriousness. So, how many max? Yes, max player is thrown out there. We've had this argument. How many max players are taken off the floor with you know a minute? Not, many. Not many. Not many. Ben Simmons is one of those guys. I don't trust him in big spots. You know, he, yeah, he can get to the basket, but late in the game, you need to hit a shot. You know, it's not going to, you know, going to the basket might not be your first move. They might even let you go to the basket yeah. in some cases. So, uh, he can't shoot. I, I just This league is all about shooting. I'm taking RJ. I just think RJ's too raw still for you to pick him. I think he's not there yet. I think maybe after this upcoming season, he takes another step. Then you could go in, but in my opinion, I don't think he's there yet. Okay. Uh, my basketball one. Chris Paul or Damian Lillard? Wow. I'm going Dame. It's closer than you think. I love Chris Paul. Paul. It's closer than you think. Because Chris Paul is underrated. Chris Paul is a great player. But I'm going to say Dame just because he's an underrated superstar. You know, the things that he does offensively is magical. I mean, he is so good. He can shoot. Obviously, he's a great point guard. He gets yeah. to the basket. He does all these things. He's, you know, a hard finisher. So, I'm going Dame. Clutch, I think he's for sure. clutch for sure. Yeah, I think – is it crazy to say he's a top five player, top ten player? No, nah, top five, that's crazy. Top, top ten. Easily top, top ten, ten, that's not crazy at all. He's easily, I think he's the second best point guard in the league. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it depends what you classify Luka as. I think people classify him as a shooting guard. Yeah. Um, I'm not and same thing point. with Harden. I think people classify him also as a shooting guard. He's the second best point guard. I think you could put him over Kyrie. I think it's close, but I think you could put him over Kyrie. He's over Kyrie. And I th- and I think Chris Paul is right there too. 
which is why I put him there. I mean, I think if I put Kyrie there too, it would make it interesting. But I kind of put Chris Paul because you're you're talking about different play styles here. Exactly. Kyrie um, and Dame are very similar. Who right. are you going with? I'm also going to go with Damian Lillard. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a star-driven league, and I need points. Uh, just look at what Trey Young's doing right now. I mean, the, the the kid's putting up 35 a night, and it's opening opportunities up for his teammates too. So I'm going to go with Damian Lillard. Dame time. The guy can hit. We've seen him hit so many clutch shots. Um, he's literally ended team seasons twice on buzzer beater threes in his career, which is insane. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Dame. Very good. All right. Buys ball. Interesting here, baseball. Okay, pitchers. So, one of them's a guy that's retired. So, this is in their prime versus a guy that I have who's in his prime. Tomorrow, you need a start. Who are you going with? You need a win. Jacob DeGrom or Pedro Martinez? It's tough. Pedro. I don't even know. I mean, I'm going Pedro. I think DeGrom's been phenomenal, obviously, but. And this isn't just DeGrom, you know, all of a sudden he's doing this this year. I mean, he's he hasn't been putting up a point six KD uh KD. A point six ERA. (laughs) Playing COD. Yeah. A point six ERA his whole career. Um but I'm going to go with Pedro. Like I said, there's no more of a dominant prime than this guy when his ERA was two points, two runs lower than the rest of the league. I mean, he pitched in the heart of the steroid era, and he's putting up numbers that Jacob DeGrom's putting up right now, literally. Yeah, 2,000. So I think, yeah, look at that. The prime of his career, he's putting up 1-9, like crazy ERAs, like I said, in the heart of the steroid era. So, I'm going to go with Pedro. It's a close one. I think Pedro's probably, he might be the greatest pitcher ever. Like, I don't think that's a crazy I, take. People should start considering him I, as I, one of the I, greatest not pitchers Not probably. Ever. I, didn't want, I don't want to say probably. I think when you look at his prime, it's really hard to argue against it. Um, especially of the past, like, 30 years. Because you can't go and be comparing Christy Mathewson and, and Cy Young against Pedro Martinez yeah. and Randy Johnson. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm going to go with Pedro. I'm going to go Pedro as well. It's so close. Yeah. It is so close. But again, I think you nailed it right on the head that Pedro did it in one of the toughest times a pitcher could ever pitch in. He won 23 games with a 207 ERA in 1999. He won 17 games with a 190 ERA in 1997. This is when guys were juicing and it was known. Everybody knew about it. And 300 strikeout season, like. It's just unbelievable what this guy did. So, yeah, um, it's Pedro. It's it's close. It really is, Listen, but it's Pedro. And I think something I didn't say is we don't know who exactly took steroids. You didn't necessarily have to be a jacked guy to have taken steroids. Some guys gained more than others and, and took it more and worked out more. But from what we can assume, just looking at him and what his appearance looked like, like, it didn't seem like he was taking steroids, so you combine that with he's pitching against all these guys who are on steroids. But, you know, you never know. We've been... Actually, been the two guys I'm about to ask you are two guys who have been speculated for steroids, so okay. that's a nice segue. Okay. Um, This is a really good one. Mike Piazza or Pudge Rodriguez? Can I look at numbers or no? Yeah, that's, that's okay. I'm not okay. expecting you to know this stuff. Now, obviously, you know, Mike Piazza, former So, Matt. basically, I'm asking you, would you rather have an offensive catcher who's not great defensively or a f- fantastic defensive catcher who's, like, solid offensively? You're looking up Pudge. I like put it's in gonna Pudge. Come up you know Pudge what? You and this, like, me slander tonight. Um, I'm sick of it. Yeah. I really am. Oh, God. I'm going to go with – I'm going to say Piazza – the offensive numbers are pretty insane here. 40 home runs, 40 home runs, 40, yeah. I'm going with Piazza. Yvonne, he, he played a lot. Wow, he played a long time. He played almost tw- yeah. he played 21 years. Piazza played, Piazza played 16. I'm going with Piazza. Piazza's story is so cool. Yeah, it is. Like it's, it's funny and it's cool. Tommy Lasorda is his uncle, right? And he was drafted as a favor. Yeah. And look what happened. I mean... 61st I, round or something like that, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but both these guys were both speculated to have been on the juice. Especially Specul- Pudge. Speculated. They both were on it. Yeah, they both I, I, you know, listen. Who cares? Who cares, exactly. Who cares? Love Piazza. He was he was on it, obviously. Right. It's pretty It's pretty clear that these... I want to read Jose Canseco's book. I heard it's very good. My brother read it. Really? Yeah. I, I really... I have this... I, I keep talking about this Mets book I have. haven't even started it yet. Right. You know, a couple of books I haven't started. You know Canseco and, and A-Rod, like... Hate Canseco hates him. It's so funny. And Canse- it's so... It's, at, it's literally... Yeah, it's funny how much he hates him. It'll be, uh, like, Christmas. Yeah. Jose Canseco <laughs> will literally tweet, Merry Christmas to everybody except Alex Rodriguez. It's like, so he hates funny. this guy. Um. Anyways, I'm going to disagree with you. Wow. I'm going to go with Mike Piazza. and I said Mike Piazza. I mean, I'm going to go with Pudge Rodriguez. Oh, here we go. I don't even and know what he's saying. I was debating this pretty strongly because I'm usually a guy who leans towards the offense. but Yeah, because you don't, just for a while, you didn't think Yachty was a Hall of Famer. In such a, yeah, but I changed my mind on that. I do I think know. he is a Hall of Famer. In such a crucial defensive position, we know how important catcher is. We have pitchers who have these personal catchers because of how well they work with them. I mean, just looking at. Uh, Pudge's stats right now. I mean, he went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years in a row where he was an all-star and a gold glover. And he went 8 years in a row where he was an all-star, gold glover, and a silver slugger. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take... And it, it, we're not... He won an MVP. We're not talking about, like, Yachty, where the guy's batting, like, in the prime of his career, like, 290, and he's got, like, an 8-something OP... Like... He has this season, he batted 332, 35 homers, 914 OPS. Next year, 347, 1,042. You're getting a catcher who's batting 300 every single year, and he's the, be- he's the best defender. So he's the best hitter in his respective league and the best defender. I'm going with Pudge. Was he that bad of a defender, though, Piazza? He wasn't terrible. He wasn't good. I mean, he was average at best. Yeah, so, I mean, if he's an average defender and he's doing that, the best offensive catcher ever, I'm going with Piazza. Yeah, but like I said, you're, no, getting, I know. you're getting the best of both worlds with Pudge. I mean, you're not getting, you know, 30, 40 home runs a year. You are, you're getting 30 a couple t- Listen, actually, no, that's a lie. You're getting 25 home runs. He had one 35 home run year. He probably hit the, the juice a little harder that year. That's his MVP year. You're getting 36 homers, 300 batting average, and 922 OPS. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Piazza. We disagreed a little bit there. That was good. Yeah, we did. Like that a lot. I, I actually really like that segment. Me too. Yeah, who would you rather? Not like which. Yeah. Merlo Merlo's keeps getting scared to do trivia because he, he doesn't want he doesn't want to get exposed for how uh, dumb he is. Basically, I'm not good at trivia at anything except social studies. I'm great at social studies. Yeah. Um, you ask me like questions about the war. Like I got it. All right. Um. Who was the leader of the Soviet Union in World War II? Damn it. It wasn't it wasn't Hitler. Putin's now. The guy that starved his own people. No, I don't know. Who is it? Uh Joseph Stalin. Oh, I knew that. Damn it. Alright, I'll yeah. give me an easier one. Uh who did we fight in the War of eighteen twelve? Oh, that was Britain. Yeah, there you go. Come on. Alright. That yeah. was insulting. Oh, yeah. That so was, insulting. That was insulting. All right. We have sports to do now. Oh, really? Yeah. Some sports. I thought we were talking about U.S. history today. <laughs> I love me some U.S. history. Anyway, Nets get blown out Thursday night here to the box game seven Saturday night. They lose. What's the final score here? 104-89. Rough loss. Let's talk about Tuesday night, though, and Durant. Durant went for 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. He was unbelievable. Showed basically that he's the best player in the sport. Yeah, I mean, he's got to relax. And he had a good game. I think he scored 30 tonight in the loss. He's, I mean, he is the best player. He scored 32 tonight. Middleton went for 38 tonight. You know what? Oh, I'm going to say this. Let me say this. This is, this is a collection of, say, you know, talking about the playoffs as a whole. Let's go through every team right now in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. 76ers. Joel Embiid's banged up a little bit, right? Yeah. Bad knee. Injury issue. Hawks, DeAndre Hunter, their best perimeter defender. Out. Torn meniscus. Right. 
Let's go over to uh, Clippers. Clippers. Kawhi, Kawhi out. Out. Chris Paul and the Suns. We don't know what's COVID. going on with the COVID protocols, even though he's vaccinated. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yep. The Jazz have had some injury problems. problems. Mike Connolly's been out. Yep. Am I forgetting anybody? I mean, off the top of my head. You know, you here's would... my point. Okay. Milwaukee's the only team that has that injury right. issues. There's no excuse. I agree. There's no excuse for this team. And you, oh, and the Nets obviously this we know about the be Nets. Issues. Game seven, then I'll they bet that. the Bucks better win this game, this or every Giannis slander, Bucks slander, Mike Budenholzer slander, Chris Middleton slander is deserved. Right, I agree. I mean, I, you can't really argue with. It. I mean, you're facing Kevin Durant, and James Harden, but this isn't a healthy team, like you said. And Harden's still banged up. You saw he wasn't full go today. He, he, pl- really he played play a little better. Well. He played a little. He's better. He's not playing like James Harden though. No. You're not getting James Harden right now. You're getting Mike Conley is what you're getting. You know, you're getting like that kind of stuff. Um, what about when you brought up Joel Embiid? I mean, that game last night will be two nights ago when this releases. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. The Sixers just gave it away. Joel Embiid was not clutched down the stretch at all. He didn't hit a freaking field goal in the last like eight minutes of the game. He needed a free throw. He missed throw. the last two free throws. Like really bad stuff. Couldn't happen to a better city. Oh yeah. Great that it happened to them. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood that our city does good. But um, because I believe in that stuff, karma, like spitting into the wind. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just feel like good what goes around like comes around. Exactly. But anyway, screw them. Um. Terrible loss. I mean, th- th- like Philly, Philly guys are like ranking it as one of the top five collapses of it was the bad. last like twenty years in that Philadelphia really sports. I mean, yeah, it, it, it made it even worse. Was it was at home? It was at home. You feeling? I mean, they blew they blew a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter yeah. in Game Four in Listen, Atlanta. You're getting a thirty point game out of Seth Curry. You better win the game. Only him in the second half, right, or the him fourth quarter. It was no, the Seth, second half. The second half. The only two guys that hit a field goal was Joel Embiid and Seth Curry. I'm sorry. I, I don't. That must be like a new. Re- I never. If you told me that stat, I'd be like, "You're, you're crazy. lying. You're lying." No. Good, How is that even possible? Good thing Ben Simmons was useful though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. Good from Ben. But yeah, that's a brutal loss, and that'll be tomorrow night. I'm pretty sure that the Atlanta Hawks will try and clinch this thing at home. I mean, that would be. That'll be something. Yeah, that's um, Friday night, seven thirty. Imagine we see a Hawks Bucks Eastern Conference Finals. That'd be after, that would be insane. After talking up a Brooklyn Philadelphia 76ers uh, Eastern Conference Finals so much, yeah. that would be unbelievable. That would. But I'm rooting for Atlanta. I'm rooting for yeah, I'm rooting so for I. the Nets, but I'm rooting for Atlanta too. Yeah, so am I. Definitely. It's not just it's, as a Knicks fan, it's very tough to root for the 76ers in general. Right, and. The Jazz had a prime opportunity at home, game five, to go up three to two. Kawhi Leonard out, and look what happens. Yeah. Pandemic P. That series, I'm telling that series is over. They're not, even, even if the Jazz make it to a, to a game seven, they're not winning. Our friend Billy, okay, we were at the Met, I was at the Met game with him on Wednesday night, and we were sitting down, and he goes, saying to our other friend, he's like, Clippers plus two and a half. And he's like, no, you're crazy. They're on the road. He's like, bet them plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. And some kid next to us goes, you're an idiot. You know, they, they're not winning. They're not covering. He goes, Vegas knows something. He goes, Vegas knows something. And what do you know? They win the game outright. Right. I was shocked. I was crazy. like, holy crap. But yeah, I mean, Reggie Jackson was good. Paul George was good. He's playing, he's playing basketball now, Reggie Jackson. What did I say? No, you you were right. I was just trying to make a joke. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, did I say the wrong name? Yeah, really I'm like Reggie off. Jackson. Come on. I, I know what I'm saying. Listen, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. Yeah, it's you're been tired. a long night. All right, yeah, I'm yeah, stuffy. Yeah. I got the, the allergies. Yeah, the allergies. Is, yeah, you got work. A lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. And I'm trying to pull up the box score from the other night, but, you know, it's just not. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Paul George went for 37. And he had eight, 16 rebounds. Did you see Paul George uh, and Steve Ballmer, the owner of the Steve Ballmer's hilarious. I love him. Yeah. He, he like, he gives him a hug as, like, almost it's like his a thank kid. you. No, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, like his, it's his kid when he hugs him. It's it was, hilarious. It was like a thank you. Like, yeah. Please, I love you. Thank you. You saved us. Yeah. Because he did. And, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think I don't think the Jazz are going to win on Friday night. Right. I think that series is donezo. 
I agree. And the Suns are just sitting there waiting in the wind. I mean, they're waiting for their competition here. I think they they better hope this keeps keeps on going. More time for Chris Paul. They better yeah, they better hope it keeps going and they better hope the injury, but I mean I think a fully healthy Clippers team wins. The whole thing? I don't think that's a crazy <sighs> statement. If the Nets are not healthy, yes, I think a fully healthy Clippers team wins. They're proving me wrong. But you right? got but you have to realize. You know, remember remember I said that? I said you would it was like maybe a month or two months ago you had asked me you had said no we had said who are your most likely teams to come out of the west and i had said that one of my teams is the clippers mm-hmm. and i was called crazy by a few people yeah look at me now yeah, you're so smart the watch, other team the, the other team was now. the lakers but you know we don't have to talk about yeah. that one of them was possibly right but yeah i think the clippers are going to win this game i think they're going to if 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 Kawhi listen Kawhi might have an acl injury Kawhi might be done Done, done. So that would not be good, and that would not be fun either. So let's hope Kawhi's okay. But let's get to like the NBA soap soap opera. You know, I feel like the NBA is a soap opera. It's it like is. A drama and show. a lot of these guys are talking their way out of town. It's pretty easy. Let's get to. You want to start with Luca or Zion? Um, let's start with Luca. Yeah. All right. So let, let's explain this quick. So the president of basketball operations operations, Donnie Nelson was said to have mutually parted ways with the organization. He's been there for a while, decades. Okay? It turns out that Mark Cuban fired him. It wasn't mutual. And that came out today. And then a few hours later, Rick Carlisle, head coach for a decade plus, won the championship with them. He resigned with two years left on his contract. There was also a report that they might have tr- an issue with getting Luca to sign his super max deal. And now all this comes out. What's going on? Down- is, is this Luca making decisions, you know, forcing his opinion in there or is it Luca unhappy and they're trying to make him, know. you know, feel better right now. I think this is a little bit of an over exaggeration, we know how this has worked in sports with these guys coming out. With we've seen with Aaron Rodgers, you know, they say he's unhappy, and and listen, they might be right about the Rodgers situation because it seems like he keeps getting worse and worse. But right now, I'd say pump the brakes a little bit, but let's overreact a little bit for just for the hell of it. Is Dallas Dallas isn't like a, a toxic organization? You know, they they've had success. It's kind of a destination. And, yeah. Um. But you have the stuff with Porzingis where he's, uh, you know, complaining about everything. He's a drama queen. He hasn't been good. It's an immovable contract. Um, And then now you have this with Luka. I don't know what's going on. But like I said, we don't really see this. It's crazy how, like, baseball is so different from some of these sports. Because when do you ever see in baseball, oh, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw is really unhappy in Los Angeles, and they're trying to trade. Like you have some instances of that, but these guys are girls. Yeah, the drama I, don't know. Queens. I, I think I think it is a little ridiculous the way they want to be. I mean, Luca's been there what three years? I don't think Luca's leaving. I don't. Think I he really is don't think he's leaving. They're going to do everything in their power. They'll hire whoever he wants to be the coach, the president of basketball operations, to run this team. They'll do whatever he says because he's that good. But. It's interesting over there for sure. So, well, we're definitely going to keep an eye on that. Uh, Luca would be a phenomenal fit, basically anywhere. I think he's the next. Yeah. I think he's the next like LeBron James type he, player. He's. You might not be off on that. I mean, he's phenomenal. He put. He fills up the stat sheet like LeBron. He's a little smaller. Yeah. But. Different. I get what you mean, but he he's got that ability to like carry a team kind yeah, of a thing. A hundred percent. And if you're listen. Let's just, for the hell of it, if you're the Knicks, you throw everything at the Mavericks to get this guy. Yeah, you want... I mean, you throw everything. You want Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and your your first-round picks back and, you know, Emmanuel quickly too, and, blah, blah, like, you throw everything at You him. want the garden? Yeah, you want... Have it, please. That, that, literally. <laughs> take it. <laughs> you want the garden. Yeah, take it. You want the yeah. Rangers, too? Yeah. Yeah. James Dolan, send them over. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Right. So, here's another story that's really interesting... This is a report that came out this morning that Zion Williams is Williamson's family not happy with the Pelicans. Want him out. Want him with a better organization that, you know, will do things to make him better, the team better, 
And this is, I saw this from Complex Sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 sketchy, there. Yeah. it's a little sketchy, but I don't, I don't think this is completely crazy. Zion and RJ Barrett have discussed teaming up. Well, in the future, it's here. <laughs> hopefully it's with the Knicks. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Zion, I don't, I think it's kind of the same situation there where they'll try and make him happy. There's also a report out today that New Orleans can possibly be relocating in really? three years. Well, that, they just uh, fired uh, uh, Stan Van Gundy after one season. Yeah. Um, you know, I am shocked by the way that ESPN and all the Bleacher Report and everybody was all over this guy. And it seemed like he was like their next LeBron and he, they were going to be covering him like crazy. And... He's kind of like flew under the radar somehow. Zion. He's been so good. His He's numbers been have been so good. good. Because his team's not good. Yeah, but it's just weird. And, and like irrelevant. they just went on to Lomelo. They moved on to Lamelo Ball and all these guys. It's just it's weird. I, I want am, him out. Zion. I, and I'm not saying yeah, to the too. Knicks. I'm not saying to. I want him in like a big market. We didn't want him going to New Orleans in the first place. Nobody. You know, even if him it wasn't going to be the Knicks, have him go somewhere big. Lakers. Yeah, something like that. Market them. You don't want to see this kid playing in New Orleans. You know, you don't even. You go on the street. You say, "Yeah, you know, what's the New Orleans basketball team called?" No one's gonna. The oh, the Pelicans. The Saints. Yeah, the Saints. That's what people are gonna say. Listen, or, uh, let's think about it quickly. Randall. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. Barrett. No. You're teaming him up. So Obi. Yeah, but. Picks. If that you, gets it if done. If you get Zion. Without trading RJ, like they should build a sculpture for uh, Leon Rose, Leon and Rose and World, World Wide, Wide West. West. Like that would be insane. A statue, not a sculpture. A statue. Julius Emmanuel, first name basis. Yeah, again, friends. With the- Obi and Mitchell and picks whatever the picks yeah. they want. They want the next ten years of picks. Have them. Yeah. Take 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 the the you know the and, Mavericks picks. and the Garden. And the Garden, yeah. And Spike Lee. We'll give you Spike Lee, too. We'll offer the Garden up. We'll offer yeah. Spike Lee up. We'll offer... Uh, you want Tom Thibodeau? Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Take him. I don't know about that Lucas one, Lucas could be the coach. Some Nick fans, I mean, uh, actually. Zion could be the coach. Some Nick fans wouldn't like that, actually. Tom yeah. Thibodeau is... Uh, no, you can't get rid of Tommy T. John, you can't get rid of the coach of the year. Tommy Thibodeau Diao. Got any questions this week? I, I'm. You know what? I'm looking right now. No, oh, no questions. Suck. No, I'm just kidding. No questions. Listen, voicemails... Voicemails. Voicemails will be incoming this Monday, I'm telling you. I've had a couple people say to me, hey, how can I send the voicemail, even though, God forbid, you listen to the show, whatever. Just send us the voicemail, and we'll put you on the show, and it'll be a lot of fun. God forbid we get the voicemails, but hey, we want to hear from you. So email us your voicemails, email us your questions. We love to answer them on air. Got anything you want to say? Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. We will talk to you on Monday.